listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. Today's going to be a good one. If you haven't shared it, share now. We're going to be uh, discussing today, and I'm going to build your faith. Good news for 2021. Good news for 2021. Uh, What is it that I'm talking about? You know, one of the things that I've been noticing over the last couple of months is um, the devil works hard to try to put God's people in a state of fear anxiety, worry regarding um, what's coming in the future. That seems to be something that is constantly uh, trying to nip at the heels, if you will, of every uh, believer, every Christian. And um, with everything that's happening in the world, you know, it's easy to look around and be like, oh my God, we're like in the final moments. Jesus must be coming tomorrow. This is, it's getting evil. It's getting bad. And then people look at that and they get, you know, they get afraid. Many people become afraid. They get anxious. They get depressed. Some people get depressed. You know, it's very sad. Um, you know, we've had people that have uh, committed suicide based on what's going on in the world right now. They're so depressed, so anxious. They can't deal with it. Uh, they can't handle the pressure. And so I want to encourage you today because I've got good news for the believer for 2021. Uh, very good news for the believer. And then, of course, you know what the Lord has spoken to us is that 2021 is going to be a year that we're going to run with divine momentum uh, in the Holy Ghost. And me saying that uh, brings to my remembrance quickly that we have a new magazine that's getting ready to ship for the winter where we're going to talk about what God has spoken to us for the new year. Um, If you're watching maybe the, the replay or maybe you're watching live and you don't receive our quarterly magazine for free in your home, Uh, and you'd like to, do me a favor and go to miracleword.com forward slash live. That's the current magazine that's out right now. We have a brand new one getting ready to ship in just a couple of weeks, and uh, it's coming to your house absolutely free. If you're overseas, we'll send you a digital copy. You'll get it instantly. But in this new edition, we're going to be dealing with um, what the Lord showed us for the new year. And that is the fact that we're going to run in 2021 with divine momentum, unhindered, obstacles being removed out of our way, and we're going to have the best year that we've ever had. I mean, 2020, people would think I was crazy, you know, halfway through this year, if if they just tuned in halfway through the year and heard me talking about the fact that 2020 is going to be a year of violent increase and expedited favor. And they say, you're a nut job. I mean, this is not a year. And let me tell you something. It has been a year of divine and violent increase and expedited favor for this ministry and for many of the people that are partners and friends of this ministry. I keep getting testimony after testimony from people that have just increased this year supernaturally. When everything looked like it was going against us, God doesn't care. Heaven doesn't care because heaven's on a different uh, system than this world. And so if you're connected to that system, Look, Christina, it's been the best year of my life. 
People have been uh, commenting. Their businesses have increased. Their families have been blessed. They've been blessed financially. Their ministries have increased. Uh, look at AJ Bible, 2020, been the best year of my life in all aspects. Nick Greenwald agrees, yes, for sure, for Todd Janine and Kyle Kulbaugh. Uh, Joel and Carrie Carr got our miracle this year. I got their testimony uh, and I've, I've shared it, but uh, they'll tell you more as it happens. Tyler Copeland, yes, yes, it was for us for sure. Look at the, look at the people that are already saying it. I doubled in income, Kayla Potter. Uh, my income doubled since last year, AJ said. Look at this. It's been the best December I've had in the last seven years, Shanda Renzi. Best year for me too. Same for Jessica Burton. Look at this. It's one comment after another. And people said, this is going to be a year you're going to have to pull back, that you're going to have to hoard, that you're going to have to store up. Not when you have a word from the Lord. If you have a word from the Lord, you should be sure that you're going to be blessed because God is not limited by what's going on in the natural world. Letty said the same. Nothing, nothing wrong. Faith grew. Kelly and Bill, most miracles we've ever seen. Ashley Wright, best year, paid off credit card debt. In the midst of a pandemic and a little bit of a recession, they're saying. Elijah, best year for me. Look at this. Look at this. Tons of testimonies. Look what's going on. Carissa Blakeney and, and David get in the process of getting their own house. Look at all that's going on. I know God's blessed Brit, Mendy Burgess. Look at this. Uh, supernatural. Look at all the Victory Tribe having their victory manifest. I mean, that's supernatural. Only God could do that in a year where many people getting laid off, many people losing their jobs, many people businesses shutting down, but not for the people of God. Because when you have a word from the Holy Ghost, it changes everything. Changes everything. And so what I want you to see is that uh, if you've got a word from the Lord, it changes everything everything. Elijah said, been blessed with several job opportunities as well as the job I've been wanting. Things are changing for the better for God's people. And so I want to encourage you, no matter how good 2020 was for you, get ready for 2021, best year you've ever had. Best year that you've ever had. And what I want to encourage you with today, and I've got good news for 2021, is that it does not matter what goes on in this world Hear me. It does not matter what's going on in government, economy, culture, doesn't matter. If you're part of the family of God, you have access to divine exemption from the problems, crises, and issues of this world. I have, and I want you to put it in the comments, by faith, I'm exempted. I want you to just put that in the comments, start the day off right, I am exempted. You're part of a family. Ted Nashley, we've had a blessed year, violent increase. Put it in the comments. I'm exempted. You have divine exemption from the problems and the issues of this world. And uh, one of the things that stirs me up is that in God, things just get better and better and better. We go from faith unto faith. We go from victory unto victory. We go from grace unto grace. It just keeps on increasing. That's what's so powerful about being in the family of God. And 2021 is going to be no different. I've said it before on the broadcast, you understand, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the year itself. 
doesn't have anything to do with the year itself because in the New Testament context, we go from blessing to blessing, faith to faith. In every season, we're blessed. In every season. But we are moving into a new season in which we have a faith and an expectation that greater things are still to come. And so what we do is we continue increasing our expectation and God keeps moving. And uh, so I want you to see this with me today is that uh, Jesus was clear. And I want to show you something first in Acts 20. And then we're going to talk about what Jesus said. But go to Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 20. And I'll read you one verse of scripture. This got in my spirit this morning and, uh, and got me stirred up. Got in my spirit, got me stirred up. Uh, Acts chapter 20. And I want to read to you verse 26. Listen to this, or excuse me, verse 28, Acts 20, 28, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. Stop right there. It said, which he obtained the church of God, the church of God which he obtained, see that, with the blood or with his own blood. One translation says with the blood of his own, which is Christ, with the blood of his own or with his own blood. And so I want you to see this. First of all, if you're part of the church of God, I'm not talking about the denomination, the church of God. I'm talking about the church of Jesus Christ and not the Latter-day Saints. The church at large, the believer, the New Testament church, if you're a part of it, Notice what the Bible says here. He purchased or acquired with his own blood. So one of the things that you need to see is that the church is an institution that not only did God purchase and acquire, make for himself, but not only does that he guards it for himself, but not only that he is in charge of the increase of the church. This is what gets me stirred up because when you understand the power of the leader of the church, then you understand the church cannot be in trouble, which means you cannot be in trouble if you're a faithful member of the body of Christ. And I always say that, you know, that I do a faithful member of the body of Christ. That means you're doing what the Bible says to do. And so I want you to see this because I started by showing you that the church is an institution that he purchased with his own blood. It's his institution. Doesn't belong to anybody else. No one else is in control of the church. That's why I cannot stand hearing preachers say that we need to pray because the church is in trouble. For the church to be in trouble. Now here, here's where I want you to see this. For the church to be in trouble then there has to be an opponent of the church that is on the same level to rival the power and strength of Christ. Let me say that again so that you get it into your spirit. In order for the church to be in trouble, there has to be an opponent or an enemy of the church that's on the same level of power and dominion as Christ. 
So there would have to be someone that Christ would have to be able to fight against with the uh, possibility of losing that fight. That's impossible. Because Christ, not only can he not lose, he's already won. <laughs> Thank you, Ruby, for sowing a seed. Not only can Christ not lose, he's already won. And that's why I took uh, you there to Acts chapter 20 first, so that you could see that this institution of the body of Christ has been purchased by God through the blood of Jesus. Now he owns this church. He runs this church. And now we're over in Ephesians chapter 1, where I'm going to uh, stir your faith with another passage of scripture here, where the Bible says, speaking about Christ, um, I'm going to start with verse 19, Ephesians 1:19. There's my mom. Love you, mom. Love you, Aaron Kirsted. Good to see you, buddy. Ephesians 1:19. I'll read through the end of the chapter. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Look now, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one that is to come. Now look at this, verse 22 and 23, stir your faith. And he has put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. And so I want you to see something here. God made Christ to be the head <laughs> over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. So right here, I'm showing you positional authority. First of all, the church is an institution purchased by the blood of Jesus. God owns the church and Christ runs the church. Catch that. Put it in the comments, if you will. God owns the church. Christ runs the church. God owns the church. Christ runs the church. It's not run by a man. It's not run by a board. It's not run by a denomination. It's run by Christ. He's the head over all things to the church, which is his body. The fullness of him that fills all in all. And so I want you to hear this as we move into 2021. Got some good news for you. The church is not in trouble. The church is not in trouble. So what... Look, look, the church, the church could be, there could be some restrictions coming on the church based on what's going on. Let me tell you something. Look at place, look at the first 300 years of the church. You talk about restrictions. Here's the strongest restriction you could ever have. Be a Christian will kill you. That's the strongest restriction you could have on the church. Be a Christian and we'll kill you. That was the, that was the order of the day for the first 300 years of Christianity until the third century when, uh, you know, the peace of the church, Constantine, what's known in history as the peace of the church, when it was made a state uh, religion, 
and they were no longer murdering Christians, but for 300 years. Let me ask you a question. There's my friend Glenn Karam, love you. Um, Christ runs the church, Glenn, not ruins the church. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. In those first 300 years, with the heaviest persecution that's ever been on the church, was the church in regression? Was the church shrinking? Did the church have problems? Did the church fail to carry out her purpose? Or did the church explode in the earth? And the answer, if you don't know, is that the church exploded. In a time when the church should have either shrunk or disappeared from the earth as they were being martyred and martyred and martyred, the church exploded. It blew up around the world. Missionaries took the gospel, evangelists took the gospel, apostles took the gospel, and it spread like wildfire. It couldn't be stopped. It could not be stopped. Look what's going on today in China, where there are underground churches, where it's illegal to have church and to be a Christian. And still, the church is exploding in China. Look at the Middle East. Look at all of the people from the Middle East that are saying Jesus is appearing to us. Muslims, Jesus is appearing to us. We're seeing Jesus. He's speaking to us. Where there's threats of death. I read the other day on my Twitter feed, one of the accounts that I follow, Muslim men uh, dr drug a woman, dragged a woman out of her house. Older woman, probably in her 70s or 80s, brought her into the center of town and said, you have a choice. You can either deny Christ and convert to Islam or we'll kill you. She said, kill me. And they killed her. You can't stop the church. Even in places right now in 2020, where there is a death sentence that goes along with being a Christian, Christianity is exploding. We don't even have that kind of persecution in the United States of America. But let me tell you something. You can't stop the church. You can't stop the power of God. What devil, what demon, what man-made system? <laughs> we were doing some editing on the book yesterday, and we, we got the word man-made got pulled up in editing. <laughs> And, and the, the thing suggested that man-made is, what did they say? It's, it's, not it's not inclusive and it could be confusing to people in 2020. Outdated. It's outdated, they said. Man-made. That's, yeah, we should, they suggested we should change man-made to human-made. Uh, a little too much toxic masculinity for the uh, digital editor. Anyway, uh, man-made. What man-made system is going to oppose Christ? What man-made system is going to oppose the church when God owns it and Christ is the head of it? Who do they think they're talking to? We're not some little club in a, you know, some back room of an, you know. We are the church of Jesus Christ and we cannot be stopped. We cannot be hindered. We cannot be moved. We have the victory. We're not going to win. We already won through Christ Jesus. And we always win. Hallelujah. We always win. You know, here's the thing, if you think about it. It's like Paul said, for me to live is Christ, for me to die is gain. So how, how are you going to gain the victory over somebody like that? You can't. You can't. For me to live is Christ, for me to die is gain. <laughs> you can't stop me. You can't stop the church. 
They're going to transition us into heaven, the best place in the history of eternity. You can't stop us because even if you transition us over into eternity, we're coming back again. See, here's the thing people don't, you know, that the world will never understand, people can't get, is that we're going to do what they're doing in other countries and try to murder Christians. Let me tell you something. All you're doing is transitioning us into eternity and we're coming back again. We're coming back with Christ. We will return with him at his second coming. And when the battle rages, we won't even have to fight. Christ himself is going to, by the breath of his nostrils and the glorious appearing of his coming, going to defeat all of his enemies in a split second. The church won't even have to fight. Angels won't even have to fight. The church is not a weak entity. The church is not a shriveling, dying, archaic entity. We are the strongest entity in the earth, in the universe. We're the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we cannot be defeated. We cannot be destroyed. We cannot be swept under the rug. We cannot be ignored. We carry all power through the Holy Ghost. And 2021 is going to be the best year you've ever had by the power of God. And I'm telling you right now, one of the things that's going to happen as we fast and pray is the wickedness of the wicked is going to be exposed and destroyed by the power of God. In Jesus' name. The wickedness of the wicked is going to be exposed and destroyed by the power of God. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. God's getting ready to scatter some enemies in 2021 in the mighty name of Jesus. The enemies of the church, who do you think you're standing against? I tweeted it yesterday. I tweeted this because I'm telling you, I felt the Holy Ghost just literally sitting around in my room and I just picked my phone up and I just tweeted very simply, who can stand against the Lord? Who can stop his people? That's just plain. Who can stand against the Lord? Who can stop his people? When the Bible says in 2 Chronicles 16, 9, that the eyes of the Lord are searching to and fro across the whole earth. Why? He's going to show strong support to those whose hearts are loyal to him. One translation said, he's going to show himself strong and mighty on their behalf. Hallelujah. He's going to show himself strong and mighty on their behalf. That's exactly going to be our story in 2021. God's going to find us loyal to him and he's going to show himself strong and mighty on our behalf. And then I tweeted along with that, not just 2 Chronicles 16, 9, but Romans 8, 31. And Romans 8.31 is a powerful thought. If God is for us, tell me, who can be against us? That's a rhetorical question, by the way, because the answer is obviously nobody. If God is for us, tell me, who can be against us? Nobody. Nobody. So what I'm telling you is, who can stand against the Lord who can stop his people? Nobody. The church is an unstoppable force. There's my buddy David down Texas. Love you, man. The church is an unstoppable force. Who do they think they're talking to? It's going to be the best year we've ever had, and we're going to increase like we never have. We're going to expand like we never have. We'll make more impact than we ever have by the power of the Holy Ghost. And so I read that to you to show you Christ is the head over all things to the church. We are victorious. 
We are victorious. And then go with me over to the Gospel of Matthew. I told you we're going to talk about what Jesus said. I'm just putting some declarations into your spirit today to get you ready for what God has planned for you. Don't allow, don't allow, whatever you do, the spirit of this world to creep into your heart and mind and put you in a state of fear, put you in a state of anxiety or depression, put you in a state of worry because of what you might see going on around you in the natural realm. That has nothing to do, zero to do with what's going to go on with the church. Nothing, nothing. The church can't be stopped. The church is not in trouble. The church is not some weak, dying, archaic entity. We are the power of God on the earth and we're not in trouble. We're in authority. Hallelujah. Put that in the comments. I'm not in trouble. I'm in authority. I'm not in trouble. I'm in authority. I'm not in trouble. I'm in authority in Jesus mighty name. Hallelujah. I'm not in trouble. Is this mic giving me problems? What's going on? Foul mic demon. Is that better? I'm not in trouble. I'm in authority. Put it in the comments section. And let me read you what Jesus said. Matthew 16. And of course, Peter confesses Jesus as Christ. And we're in uh, Matthew 16. And I'm going to go to uh, verse 18. Listen to this. And I tell you that you're Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now, I want to explain something to you about this passage because you could read this and think that Jesus was saying um, that uh, Peter is going to be the foundation of the church. It's not what Jesus is saying. You know, this is what Catholics use to say, well, you know, Peter was the first pope, you know, that there ever was, and he was the head of the church. Jesus is not saying that I'm going to build the church upon Peter. Notice what goes on in this passage. Uh, Jesus asks a question. Who do people say that the son of man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist and others say Elijah and others, Jeremiah or the prophets. But then he asked them, who do you say that I am? And Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. Hallelujah. And upon this rock, I will build my church. So even when you look into the Greek language, Jesus uses two different words because Peter's name um, in the Greek language that we have here means a piece of rock or a little rock. Petros. Petros. You are Petros is what Jesus said. A little piece of rock. But then he says, upon this Petra, a large rock. Well, what's the large rock? The large rock is the revelation that Peter had. You are the Christ. You are the Christ. The Bible says our God is a rock. Upon this rock, what rock? The revelation that Peter had. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. Upon that, the rock, that revelation that I am the anointed one, I am the, the, the Christ. That's what that means. Christ means the anointed one. 
upon this rock, this revelation, I will build my church. I just read it to you in Ephesians 1. Christ has become head over all things to the church. The fullness of him that fills all in all. Hallelujah. That revelation right there will set you on another level. The Christ, the anointed one. He's not just any other man. He's not just any other prophet. He's not just a holy man. He's not just somebody that denied himself and was a, you know, a philanthropist in the earth. He is God in the flesh, Jesus Christ. God in the flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, Christ. Upon this rock, this Petra, the foundation is Christ. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not and cannot prevail against it. You see that? Hallelujah. The gates of hell cannot and will not prevail against it. So I want you to hear this. Jesus is making a statement here that not only is he building his church, which he is now the head of. And of course, at this in this passage here. Uh, Jesus had not died yet. He, he was not resurrected yet. He was still in earthly form in his natural body, but he was foretelling, he was getting ready to foretell his crucifixion, his resurrection. But in this moment, he had not yet died nor was resurrected. And so he was saying, I will build my church. But after he died and was resurrected, his body glorified, he was seated at the right hand of the Father in all power, in all authority, far above all. See, that's the difference between Matthew 16 and Ephesians 1, where we read a moment ago. In Matthew 16, he's telling what's going to happen. In Ephesians 1, in Ephesians 1 it already happened. He's already the head of the church. He's already seated at the right hand of the Father. He already has all power in his hand, and he cannot be stopped. And neither can you, hallelujah, neither can you, because you are part of the body of Christ. If Christ can't be stopped, I can't be stopped. Hallelujah. If Christ can't be stopped, I can't be stopped. I want you to see it. He said, I will build, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. So how can the church be in trouble? How can, so well, you better batten down the hatches. The church is in trouble. Come up, there's stuff coming against the church in 2021. Let the evil men make plans. God throws his head back in heaven and laughs. The laughter of God is echoing through, the, through heaven. I mean, I just want you to hear it. I mean, just take a moment where you're at and, and just imagine it. Imagine what that sounds like. The, the thundering laughter of God echoing through heaven. <laughs> I mean, that. go with me. Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Listen to this. I'm going to read you verses 12 and 13. Psalm 37, verses 12 and 13. Listen. The wicked plots against the righteous and gnashes 
his teeth at them. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees his day is coming. Glory to God. Whoo, I'm going to keep on prophesying. The wicked draw the sword and bend their bows to bring down the poor and needy, to slay those whose way is upright. Verse 15, but their sword shall enter their own heart and their bows shall be broken. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I've been prophesying it all year. Isaiah 3. Say unto the righteous, it shall be well with them. But woe unto the wicked, it shall be ill with him. And what his hands have dealt out to others shall be done to him. Their swords will enter their own hearts and their bows will be broken. And the Lord is laughing at the wicked. Laughing. Imagine the thunderous, booming laughter of the almighty God echoing through the cavernous realms of heaven. I mean, imagine that reverberating off of the uh, uh, pearly gates, the walls, the golden streets, laughing, laughing, laughing. What's he laughing at? He's laughing at the plans of the wicked. <laughs> That's why I'm not worried. That's why I don't stay up at night. That's why I'm not freaking out in my house. That's why I'm not calling 19 million people to get on a 24-hour prayer list. God is laughing at the wicked. He's laughing at the plans of the wicked. Let them gnash their teeth. Let them get angry. Let them draw their swords and bend their bows. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The power of God is upon the church. The power of God. Glory. Matthew chapter 16. I'm getting stirred up because I'm telling you, I've got a huge expectation for 2021. Huge. Jesus said it. I will build my church. It's giving me problems again. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. It's a dangerous thing for people to align themselves with the gates of hell. How foolish do you have to be to align yourself and your agenda with the gates of hell, it's a losing battle from the beginning. God's laughing at you. Gates of hell will not prevail. Look at what Paul wrote to the church in Greece. 1 Corinthians. I love this passage. 15. Verse 57, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God who, who gives... He didn't keep the victory for himself. It's not just Christ sitting on the throne that has the victory. We're talking about the fact that the church of Jesus Christ has the victory now. We're not going to have it. We have it. Thank you, Lord. We're not going to get it. We have it by the power of God. 
And so I want you to see this because you, you talk about something that'll get you uh, stirred to the place of uh, taking action. It is this. I'm not, and, and I want you to put this in the comments because this is a life lesson to learn as a Christian. Holy Ghost filled, full of power Christian. I'm not fighting for the victory. I am fighting from the victory. Put that in the comments. I am not fighting for the victory. I am fighting from the victory. I already have it. My position is victorious. Now, when I fight the good fight of faith, I'm not fighting so that I can ultimately win. I'm fighting because I've already won. Thank you, Jesus. I am not fighting for the victory. I am fighting from the victory. I'm already here. I'm already here. You're already here. Power of God has already moved. God has already spoken. Christ has already been resurrected. He's already ascended. He's already seated in heavenly places. We're already seated with him. Hallelujah. That's the nice thing. See, it's not just that Jesus is far above all rule and principality and power and name and dominion. No, even when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, he raised us up and seated us together with Christ far above all. So he's not just seated there, you're seated there. Glory to God. He's not just seated there, you're seated there. Why should you be nervous? Why should you be uh, depressed? Why should you be anxious? Why should you be fear, fearful? You are the body of Christ. You're far above every name that is named. You're not in trouble. The church isn't in trouble. The power of God is still at work. We're the victorious church. We're the victorious church. And I'm sorry that there's been preachers who have not preached this. that have given the perspective that the church is somehow in danger. I don't know why there are Christians, and specifically preachers who I hold accountable and who God will hold accountable, that are for some reason preaching to us that the church is in a position of trouble or that we really have to watch out for what's... I'm not watching out. I'm not in trouble. Not anxious or fearful. I'm not sitting around worried about how things are going to go into it. Oh, I just see because here's what happens, as Glenn said a moment ago. Here's the problem with that. And I, I mean just lay it out for you so you see what I'm talking about. Is when you get to that place where you start to feel as though the church is in trouble, we're in trouble, uh, enemies are launching against us, then you begin to pray from a position of fear or anxiety. Your prayers, even your fasting and prayer, is done from a place of panic, a place of fear, dangerous. Don't let that happen. See, because if you're praying fearful prayers or praying because you're afraid, that's not faith. That's not faith. And those types of prayers are not pleasing to the Lord. I don't pray, listen, the, the, um, the driving force of our prayers should not be fear. <laughs> There's some people that don't pray till they get afraid. 
Some people don't pray until there is a crisis. That's not why we're not praying because we're afraid. We're praying because we believe God that he can do what nobody else can do. He can do what nobody else can do. We have a God who can do the impossible. I'm not a, why would I be afraid? When I understand, when I have the revelation of what Paul said to the Roman church in Romans 8, if God's for us, tell me, who can be against us? Well, let me go there because I don't think we focus, this is a common verse, but I don't think we focus on it enough. I don't. Talking about being heirs with Christ. It's powerful. Hallelujah. Let me, let me read verses 31 and 32. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? So Paul's making the point here. Christ is the greatest gift anyone could ever give to anyone. And if God was willing to give us Jesus Christ, why would he not then give us freely all other things? I mean, if I, if I said, if I was willing to give you a million dollars, do you think I would begrudge you $10? No. No. If, if I gave you a million, I'd be willing to give you 10. If I gave you a million, I'd be willing to give you 100,000. Because that's the greater gift. And there is no greater gift than Jesus Christ. And if God was willing to do that, then there's nothing that he would not be willing to give to his children. That's what Paul's saying. How much more will he not freely give us all things? Part of what he's giving us through Christ is our never-ending victory. Glory to God. If he's willing to save our spirits from eternal damnation through salvation of the shedding of the blood of Jesus, you think he won't give us victory in the natural? You think he won't give us victory over our enemies? Of course he will and has. And I'm not worried and neither should you be worried. I am not depressed and anxious and neither should you be. Let a spirit of faith come upon you today. Let a spirit of faith, <laughs> hallelujah, which will give you joy. Let a spirit of faith overtake you today in the mighty name of Jesus. Don't allow yourself to get to the, and you know, it happens. People get into the holidays and they start looking forward and some people get depressed during the holidays and some people get real. Don't let that be your story. Look forward with anticipation and faith knowing that Christ is victorious. We are are victorious. The church has been purchased by his blood. It's an entity owned by God. Christ is the head. Who's going to oppose him? I mean, in all honesty, who's going to oppose him? Who's going to stop him? Who's going to stop him? The prophets of Baal all gathered together. Couldn't even stop one prophet. Think about that. First Kings chapters 17 and 18. All of those hundreds of the prophets of Baal that stood against Elijah, one man of God, couldn't even stand against him. And they were all, this Old Testament style, all of them slaughtered after it was proven 
that their God was false. They all stood up there with their agenda, with their desire, and the king and queen making plans to murder the prophets. But one man of God was too much for an army of false priests. One man. Couldn't happen in the old, doesn't happen in the new. Hallelujah. It can't happen in the new. Thousands. Some say up to four to 6,000 demons filling one man, Mark chapter 5. It was not even close to too much for Jesus. The Bible says and the, they all had to bow down in front of the Lord and beg him to not harass them. One man of God, one woman of God carries more power than all of hell combined. <laughs> in fact, just to, just to build your own faith, put it in the comments, I carry more power than all of hell combined. Just put it in the comments section, I carry more power than all of hell combined. That's exactly it. You can't stop the people of God. You can't stop. You, you look at, there were multiple times in the New Testament, book of Acts, Alemus the sorcerer, trying to stop what Paul was doing as he preached uh, to Sergius Paulus, the governor, or the pre-council. And Paul, with one word, stopped the demonic operation, that antichrist spirit, with one word. And, and that sorcerer was struck blind in Acts 13. When that uh, young lady that was filled with demons was following them around, Paul, she was a fortune teller, following around, crying out behind, these are men of God. Finally, Paul was ticked off, the Bible says, and he could take no more and turned around, cast the demon out of her. He didn't have to, uh, you know, gather 19,000 prayer warriors to join their faith together. Just spoke a word. One man, one woman, has more power than all of hell combined. One person. Thank you, Jesus. Just one person. More power than all. That's right, Tariq. Put it in there. All of hell combined. Don't allow yourself to get, and that's what will happen. Let me tell you. I'm having serious shirt issues today. Let me tell you. If you listen to a lot of these uh, preachers that have no Holy Ghost power, you listen to them long enough, you'll be in fear. You'll be in unbelief and you'll be in anxiety and depression. Listen long enough. That's why I guard who I listen to, who I take in what they have to say. You know what I'll make sure? Anybody I'm going to listen to better have a spirit of faith on them. And if they don't, I'm not listening. I don't need to hear what you have to say. I don't need everybody's word. I just need the right word. <laughs> I don't need everybody. I don't need to take in everything. I just need to take in the right thing. That's why anybody that I'm going to listen to, they better carry a spirit of faith. They don't carry a spirit of faith. I got, I'm not listening. I have no desire to hear what you have to say. 
I don't care how slick you look. I don't care how great your graphics are. I don't care how awesome your video production is. If you don't carry a spirit of faith, I'm turning you off. I don't care. Because, see, this is life or death, and people don't realize it. They don't understand it. They think you can just do whatever, receive any kind of word, receive, and you can't. It matters what you put inside of your spirit, man. It matters. See, victory is something that's been given to us, but it's also something we have to take. Are there Christians that are not living in victory in every area of their life? Absolutely. Not because it's not available, not because Jesus didn't purchase it, not because he didn't shed his blood. They won't take it or haven't been taught to take it. There are giants in every person's promised land. The devil doesn't want you living victorious, and he'll push back as much as you give him access to push back. He will keep taking more and more ground until you draw a line in the sand and say, you cannot come past this line. Won't, that's, that's what I'm saying. I like how Mike said it. You can't take in garbage and expect to get out gold. That's exactly right. It's exactly right. It matters what you're taking in to your spirit, man. It matters. You don't just take anything. You don't just listen to anything. You don't just attend any church. Go to a place where there's a spirit of faith. If there's not, if, you've, if you're in a church that's just full of fear, doubt, unbelief, get out. They won't preach faith. They won't preach uh, the full gospel that's given to us in scripture. Don't stay there. Say, well, you know, I know better inside. It's just close to my house. No, your kids don't know better. And you listen to me. It doesn't matter how much you know. If you continually take in the same thing over and over and over and believe it. I mean, look at what's going on right now around the world. America, even in this nation, Americans understand. They understand the science. They understand uh, what the, the death rate is on this virus. They know what the survival rate is. Yet they're still being pushed around and allowing themselves without any proof, without any scientific evidence, without anything to be pushed around to be obedient and walk around like we're in the worst uh, pandemic since the Spanish flu. And it's ridiculous. It's all political. Have people passed away? Yes. Are there people with comorbidity that have died? Yes. Are there elderly people that have passed away? Yes. I'm not saying it's fake. I'm saying that we're treating it. What's happened? We've listened for so long. We've listened to the same thing for so long that now people believe it. And they'll shame you if you don't believe it. Do you understand how important it is? What you hear on a constant basis, what you receive on a constant basis, what you end up believing is a result of what you keep hearing. That's why, for example, if you grow up in a home where you're always told that you're uh, foolish, that you're dumb, that you never do anything right, that you, you're not smart, that you're not going to be successful, you know what ends up happening? To, to people that grow up in those environments, they believe it. They believe it. And as they believe it, it's what they begin to act out in their life. Unless they find some way to break away from that thought process. Unless they, they somehow get a word of faith that changes their mindset about themselves, they believe it, and it's what they walk out and live in their life. Why? Because it's what you constantly hear that determines your belief system. It's what you constantly hear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But you know what else comes by hearing? Doubt. 
unbelief, fear, anxiety, depression, all of those also come by hearing. It's what you hear. See that? It's what you hear. And I want you to put it in the comments today. What I hear is important. Put that in. What I hear is important. You've got to put it in. Because he hears the crux of the matter now. Because if we don't get this, then anything, we'll just ingest anything. And as we ingest anything, we'll have any kind of result. Put it in the comments. What I hear is important. Very important for you to get that. That's right. It's exactly right. What I hear is important. And so here, if God be for us, tell me who can be against us. Question we're asking. It's what we're asking today. We're the church victorious. We cannot be defeated. We cannot be destroyed. We cannot be stopped. Don't be anxious. Don't be afraid. Don't be depressed. Don't allow yourself to move into 2021 thinking, oh my Lord, I don't know how we're going to. No, it's going to be the best year that we've ever had. The power of God is already moving. We're positioning ourselves. Now see, those of you that are watching, you heard me say at the beginning that we're getting ready to release this book on fasting and prayer. And then of course, as we begin the year, we're going to begin by fasting. And we're going to be fasting uh, normally it's January the 2nd through the 22nd, uh, 21 days of fasting and prayer. Of course, we're going to teach on fasting. The book will be out for you guys to get, but I want you to see this because as we do, we're positioning ourselves for the favor of God. You, did you know that you can put yourself in position to receive the favor of God? You can put yourself in position. Let me show you that before I pray for you today. Go with me to the book of James quickly. Book of James. Chapter 4. Look at, look at, uh, let's look at verse 6. James 4, 6. The Bible says, but he gives, that's talking about God, by the way, but he gives more grace. That's favor. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace or favor to the humble. Hallelujah. So right there, let me stop and break this down. God opposes the proud, but he gives more grace to the humble. That word grace is the word for favor, gives more favor to the humble. One of the, and of course they did this in the Old Testament, they did it in the New what, one of the ways, the greatest ways to humble yourself is fasting and prayer. In fact, fasting, many times in the Old Testament when it would say, uh, humble yourselves. For example, that verse of scripture. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, it's to fast and pray. That's how they humble themselves. If they will humble themselves and pray, I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. He gives grace to the humble. One of the best ways and easiest ways to humble yourself is to fast and pray. Gives more favor to the humble. Now, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. So I, I want you to expect this, that in this new year, it's going to be a year that the devil is fleeing from you in every area. <laughs> Amen. I want you to put it in the comments. The devil will flee from me in 2021. Submit yourself to God. That's what we're doing by fasting and prayer. 
Resist the devil and he will flee from you. What's the best way to resist the devil? Well, how did Jesus do it in the wilderness? Every time the enemy came against him with uh, a temptation or an attack, he answered it with the word of God. It is written. That is the way that you resist the devil. And so we're humbling ourselves before the Lord and he is going to not oppose us. We're not the proud, we're the humble. He gives more favor, more grace to the humble. What I'm expecting, what you should be expecting in 2021 is more favor than you've ever seen. We're going to run with divine momentum in this new year, like we never have, supernaturally. And I'm going to pray for everybody watching in just a moment. I'm going to uh, ask the Lord to give us a hunger, to give us a fire. As we're getting ready to transition into this new year, I find it interesting you know, if you've never um, heard of Dr. John G. Lake, this thing all day long is falling down. If you've never heard of Dr. John G. Lake, one of the greatest men of God the last hundred years or so, and uh, had healing rooms in Washington where hundreds of thousands of miracles took place, had healing technicians. He was a, an apostle to South Africa, mighty healing ministry. Read his life story, it'll blow your mind. But after all the miracles that he saw, after all the things God did through him, he said this, if I could uh, basically transfer one trait into the body of Christ, after all that I've seen, it would be spiritual hunger. That blows my mind because he didn't say gifts of the spirit. He didn't say fruit of the spirit. He didn't say, he said spiritual hunger. You know why? Because the Bible promises us, Jesus said it in his Sermon on the Mount, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. The filling comes from your hunger. Your filling level is determined by your hunger level. Hallelujah. That's so important to get that I, I want to say it one more time. Your filling level is determined by your hunger level. And so if we would get hungry, and that's what we're doing. See, we fast and pray, we're pushing away natural hunger, and we are focusing on spiritual hunger. That's what it is. If you're willing to give up food, if you're willing to do that for an extended period of time, that is a proof of your spiritual hunger. It's a proof that I'm not hungry for natural things. I'm hungry for spiritual things. You know, Jesus said this, and he was quoting the book of Deuteronomy when he uh, resisted the devil in the wilderness. And the devil said, if you're really the son of God, turn these stones into bread. And he was hungry. He'd been fasting 40 days. He was hungry. But what did he say? Man shall not live by bread alone, but look at this, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Don't forget this. The word of God is the bread of God. Jesus is the word. And what did he say? I am the bread that has come down from heaven. John chapter six. I am the bread that has come down from heaven. The word of God is bread. What we're saying is I don't need natural food in this time. I need supernatural food. I don't need natural bread. I need spiritual bread. That's important. Very important. So that's what we're doing. We are stepping into spiritual hunger through fasting and prayer. And so I want you to see this. As we hunger and thirst after righteousness, the filling's coming. 
and we're going to put ourselves in position for favor of God in 2021 at the very beginning of the year. Of course, we've been, I've been teaching on how to prepare yourself before the year even begins. We're getting ready to sow a seed that we're going to release before the, the year even begins. It'll be the largest seed we've ever sown. We do it every year, New Year's Eve. So the largest seed we've ever sown, it's getting ready to happen again. And I'm going to put myself in position. Carolyn's putting herself in position for the best year we've ever had spiritually, physically, mentally, relationally, financially in Jesus name. It's going to be supernatural. So I want to pray for every one of you that are watching today. And uh, I, I want you to catch this because I'm, I'm encouraging, I'm building your faith. It's going to be the best year you've ever seen. If you're the faithful of God, standing for the things of God, get ready. It's going to blow your mind. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for every person that's watching or listening right now. And I ask you, Lord, to touch them supernaturally. Put a fire in their belly. Put a hunger in their heart to do what you've called them to do. Let, don't, here's, this is our prayer, Lord. Don't let December come to an end. Don't let January come to an end without us being in position for your favor, your blessing, your goodness, your mercy. Don't let us be out of position in this new year. Don't let us be out of position. Let us be right in the middle of what you're doing in Jesus' name. Put a new boldness upon your people, a new hunger upon your people, and let us produce and run like we never have. Make impact like we never have in this new year in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, let more souls come into the kingdom in 2021 than have ever come in through our personal lives and ministries. In Jesus' mighty name, send laborers into the harvest field before Jesus comes and let a mighty harvest of souls be reaped in Jesus' wonderful name. We thank you for it. We give you glory for it in Jesus' name. And everybody, if you receive that, throw some fire or some emoji hands up in the comments section and uh, let us know you're standing with us and believe in God for the greatest year you've ever seen in Jesus' name. The Lord's speaking to you to do that. We're going to give you an opportunity to sow a seed, to put yourself in position for the greatest financial year you've ever had. Love these testimonies that were coming in. De credit card debt paid off. My income doubled. Best jobs are coming to me. Job I always wanted came to me. All these things that are coming in, that's a result of people who were in position to receive the blessings of God. And so we're going to give you an opportunity right now to sow a seed by faith. And I want to encourage you to do it as we're getting ready to cross over into a new year. And you can always go to MiracleWord.com. We're encouraging you to partner with this ministry, to stand with us in 2021 as we're getting ready to do some of the biggest things. We just added another television station uh, to the list of TV that we're going to be on already. And so it's not just going to be on faith broadcasting. It's not just going to be around the world through the Philippines and through um, Pakistan, but now as well, we're going to be going on in, in more local television stations, even here in Florida, uh, starting in the month of January. So I'm telling you, the doors just keep opening. God keeps expanding us. And uh, you're a part of that as you partner with Miracle Word Ministries. Go to MiracleWord.com. You can do as Ruby did and sow through hashtag donate on Facebook or Twitter or Periscope. If you're on YouTube, you cannot use hashtag donate, but PayPal's available, Cash App, Venmo. It's all there on the site. If you go to MiracleWord.com, and not only that, we're feeding hundreds of children every single day, and it excites me to know that uh, we're now one of the largest givers 
that there is to Feed the Hungry, which is Lester Summerall's uh, organization to feed those that are in need around the world and show them the love of God. So you're a part of that. And so I want to say thank you. Everybody that is partnering with us in the month of December, we've got a choice for you. Uh, three different options for those that are standing with us at $85 or more. Number one, we've got Healing the Sick by T.L. Osborne, one of the most powerful books on healing ever written. If you already have that or would like to make another choice, Dr. F.F. F. Bosworth, Christ the Healer, another healing classic. I love both of these books. And then also my father's book, 40 Years of Marriage and Ministry, a pictorial that we did at his anniversary, which he will sign for you as well. Uh, you can choose any of those three uh, on the website when you go to miracleword.com forward slash offer. And let us know you've sowed, let us know how you sowed, and let us know uh, where we can send that uh, book once you have sown your seed. And so we say thank you. Let me say this one more time. Don't forget this, please. Today is day one of Christmas giveaways. We want to see your Christmas trees. Send a picture of your tree to Jenna at miracleword.com. Jenna, will you? Are you Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. She's here in person right now. You're fired. No, you're hired again. Look who it is. I just wanted her to come and show her face. You don't even have to say anything if you don't want to. If you just want to show your face. Look who it is. It's Jenna. <laughs> it's Jenna Joyner. She's in the studio. Uh, she's here. She's not fired. She's with us. She's here today. Jenna, we're so happy that you're in town. She made it. People are saying, yay, Jenna. This is what you see. <laughs> Jenna's here and she's in the house. And uh, we're so happy that she's here. So send her the email. Don't send it to me. Don't text it. Uh, let us see your pit, your Christmas trees. We're giving a hundred dollar Amazon uh, gift card uh, to the best tree, our favorite tree um, that we see. And that's going to be done tomorrow on the broadcast. Got to get those pictures in by nine o'clock p.m. Eastern time uh, to be eligible to win. And then don't forget tonight. Tonight is the night. It's the nonstop mom live Christmas party. Carolyn and Jenna are hosting. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Starts at nine o'clock New York City time. And uh, it's in, it's not on this channel and it's not on YouTube or, or Periscope. It's on the Nonstop Moms private group on Facebook. So you got to be a part of that. If you'd like to uh, do that, join the group. We'll let you in before nine o'clock tonight. Wear your Christmas jammies. Wear your Christmas. Is that what you're saying? Wear your Christmas jammies. Wear, yeah, I knew that. Sour cream and wear Christmas jammies. Um, <laughs> Carolyn talks with her hands. Guess what? We've got giveaways for you guys. It's going to be awesome. Look at that. Nespresso machine. We're giving that away. Ember mug to keep your coffee at the perfect temperature. Ugg slippers. Sephora and Ulta gift cards. Kate Spade bag. Plus more. The more is even going to be exciting. Get ready for it. It's going to be awesome. Uh, you know what? Yes. Hold on. I, yes, I like Bethany's idea and we're doing it. I'm doing it. Bethany Hooker said, um, can there be a runner up $50 prize for the worst tree? Because I would win that. Yes, I'm doing it. $50 to the worst tree, to the sad Charlie Brown tree, like in the Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, thank you, Lena. I appreciate that. I should be on tour with some sort of a rapper somewhere. Um, but it's true. 
So tonight, 9 o'clock New York City time, it's going to be awesome. Don't miss it. Giveaways, games, prizes, no drugs. It's just going to be hugs. Wear your Christmas jammies. I'm very excited about it. And then, of course, don't forget, we just dropped the brand new Prosperity uh, course on Miracle Word University. You don't want to miss it. Divine Prosperity, Walking in Supernatural Financial Abundance. Longest and most comprehensive course we've ever released. They average usually about five to five and a half hours. This one's over eight hours. Um, it's available at miraclewordu.com. And we have a brand new five course bundle on sale for 28% off. If you get all five courses, it's only $249. Um, it's like getting, you know, more than a course for free, like a course and a half, course and a third, something like that. Uh, so go check it out, miraclewordu.com. And we're going to show you, maybe tomorrow, um, the cover of that new book. I'm so excited for the fasting book to be released. It's going to be uh, live on Kindle and Apple Books uh, ASAP. We're very excited. We're working. We're working like, uh, well, I don't want to say that. So, uh, at this point, hit the button. Ted broke the image. Uh, yeah, that was, that's not quite PC, but we're working like hard workers to make sure that the book's in your hands before it's too late. All right, it's chaos in the studio. We love you guys. Thanks for hanging. You know what? Let's end the day with a little bit of uh, believer size. Let's do a little believer size today. I don't have it. I don't have, I didn't have time to get it on. You talking about my video? I don't have time yet. I'll do it tomorrow. Get it tomorrow. I got a special music video for you tomorrow. But today, believer size. Enjoy it. I love you. Nine o'clock tonight. Nonstop mom live Christmas party and Christmas jams. We love you. Thanks for sowing seeds. Thanks for standing with us. We'll see you very soon. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.